0: Hello, and welcome to the Ryan Watts Life Coaching Podcast. You can find us online at ryanwattslifecoaching.com. I thank you all for being here. So, I'll point out the obvious. Um, my voice is a little off today, so um, thank you for uh, working with me through that. So, uh, it is... December 29th. So we're a couple days away from um, New Year's Eve. And I think New Year's Eve is really a powerful time uh, for a lot of people to, to set new goals, new intentions for the new year. But um, I don't want to do that on this podcast. And so um, there's an old cliche, uh, at least it's, maybe it's not a cliche. Uh, it seems like it is from where I'm sitting, but uh, there's the idea that we underestimate. Excuse me, we overestimate what we can do uh, in a year, but we underestimate what we can do in five years. And so there's kind of an activity, an exploration that we'll go through uh, during the course of this podcast. And I hope that uh, it's valuable for you. Um, But, you know, I think really who my experience resonates with are those of us that have become, um, misaligned with ourselves. And this is another way to explore that because a lot of goals that I had, um, they came from external. They were goals that I should have in my life. And this was one activity that was, uh, brought to my awareness that really helped with that. So, um, so remember where you came from. Remember who you used to be. So, think back 15 years ago. It was 2008. The world seemed to be a very different place. Um, Who was your partner? I know um, 15 years ago, in 2008, I had a partner that I had a home with. And she was raising two children, and I tried to, uh, to help her out with that. Um, it was a very busy time, very different. Um, what was your job 15 years ago, in 2008? I had recently been promoted to a new role, and I was experiencing a lot of stress and anxiety. And I was beginning to suffer from insomnia, um, and so, you know, in, around this period, there was excitement. um, I was being promoted, life was moving forward, but there was a lot of heartbreak too. There was a lot of, uh, not self-acceptance, things like that. Um, and I remember that, um, there was sort of this theme, uh, from that time and I had an iPad And they just had, (coughs) excuse me, released books for the first time on iPad. And I I got my first uh, self-development text. It was this book called um, Prosper. And I never really thought about goals in a structured format, right? (coughs) I suppose I had goals and whatnot, but um, I didn't think of it. I never wrote anything down, nothing like that. I really was as far away from the self-development domain as you could possibly be. And uh, as I consider my values from 2008, right? So that's kind of the next question. What were your values? This was 15 years ago, so we're starting really vague. Who was your partner? What was your job? What was the theme of your life 15 years ago? And what were your values? And I vaguely recall three things that I wanted in my life. But I was making no investment to get. And I remember this book, Prosper, um, it, it really kind of illustrated that for me. I wanted to be a runner, but I thought I'm, I'm not rich enough to just run wherever I want, right? I would see people in the morning, I'd be heading to work uh, kind of grumbly and, and really, you know, anger is my, my kind of signature sin, if you will. Um, and, you know, I've generally had this below the surface anger and um, I would just be like so resentful towards those people like, wow, they made it, didn't they? Um, and I just felt so like that that wasn't possible for me to get up early and go running like those folks, even though I really I really wanted that for whatever reason. I had done some running here and there, and, um, but uh, I really wanted to do more of it, and I just didn't feel like I had the time or space in my life. Um, but, you know, looking back 15 years ago at, at this person that I was, I can really see that um, I've come a long way. Um, This person is almost unrecognizable. So, that was 15 years ago. So what we're going to do now is we're going to look at our lives in five-year blocks. And again, this kind of follows that cliche that we overestimate what we can do in one year, but underestimate what we can do in five. And so, Let's look back just 10 years ago now. For many of us, maybe those of you who are listening 15 years ago, um, you know, that was too long to really recall. But let's go back 10 years. What was your day to day like back then? So you can see we're zooming in a bit, right? Um, I was engaged at the time. So there was wedding planning coming on. I was just. In 2013, beginning my master's degree in my mid 30s, I was working full time. Um, however, uh, I was not the early bird that I am now. I wanted to sleep in. I really wasn't very tidy. I just was like, eh, "It's just me and my fiance at the time," and and just really, um, even though. It, It kind of created some stress, just everything kind of being in a constant disarray. I just kind of dealt with it. But, um, you know, I just kind of, the, the story that I was living 10 years ago in 2013 was, if I suffered through work, well, I should get everything I want, right? So it wasn't about enjoying the work. It was about, okay, I have to go spend 8, 10, 12, whatever it was, hours at work. And then I'm going to get something from that. It was like transactional. Right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna eat a whole pizza tonight. I'm going to whatever it was. And I would say that, uh, you know, my values back then. So what were, what were your values, 2013? And it's hard to kind of look and see what that is. I wasn't in the habit, like I am now, of, of, of considering my values. And um, 10 years ago, I would say um, my values were status. Uh, And status quo. I really, really wanted to um, work my way up the corporate ladder. It just seemed like the thing to do, to spend my 30s doing. The way I kind of thought about it was that I, I would work... It was been my 30s working to get myself to a place in the corporate hierarchy where I was just, you know, making more than enough money and, you know, I could just be this kind of yuppie type person. That's way different than what I am now. It's, it's so different. It's, it's kind of funny. Um, but um, perseverance was also in there. I could work harder than anybody. And that still is kind of the case. I can work longer hours uh, more than, than anybody I know. Maybe that's not a great thing. You know, you want to be challenged by some of the people that uh, you surround yourself with. Um, but, you know, what are the differences in my value? I am very much not concerned with status. And in 10 years, um, I I just, I was, I, I think it was that I, I was so obsessed with status. I mean, I wanted to have, I mean, I had the, one of those a decked out like Jeep Wrangler, a four-door Wrangler with, you know, Tires that were a thousand dollars a piece on it, and I mean, I really was wanting to put out this image to the world that um, I had made it. I was of a status, and now, I mean, even to my own detriment, I rarely care about status, um, and that's that's been a dramatic change. Uh, I spent some time in Italy this year, and I. Was there kind of on vacation, you know, uh, and I, I wore jeans and a t-shirt everywhere, and I was treated, you know, the, the Italians. Okay, this is this is their culture, and so there's no judgment on this, but they dress up for everything, and it's about how you present yourself, um, and that is such a uh, such a thing that people were actually insulted by my kind of dress downness, and I actually. Bought a kind of just a, a V-neck sweater to wear over my uh, t-shirts, in, and I was treated remarkably different. So, I was I'm very much not concerned with this whole idea of status. Uh, I kind of walk around wearing the Toms shoes; they're very comfortable. I don't like wearing socks, and so very very different. You know, back then I had all kinds of very expensive shoes, and um, yeah, it was it was it was wild. So, um. You know, I did start grad school around that time, and grad school really changed my view on the world, and it kind of started undoing this idea of status, Um, you know, getting your MBA, at least at uh, Kent State University. I I really was looking for, you know, I I went to school for certainty, and what I was taught was that there is no certainty, Um, and that really is what I learned from uh, grad school is that you either learned how to look certain or you found somebody who would provide a certain amount of certainty that you would follow. Um, but that we don't have certainty, and so that really changed uh, the way I thought about the world. I thought, you know, there were people that that uh that understood and had certainty, but um, you know, that's not the case. There are people that can that can they seem certain, right? But, I mean, like Steve Jobs, for example, it's the quintessential example. You know, he was fired from his company. I mean, there was a lot of uncertainty there, but, but he remained certain. Um, certainty, if anything, is a mirage. Uh, and that was even the case with Steve Jobs. But uh, status symbols, you know, I started to realize that they declared something to the world that most of the time was not true. So my Jeep... I went on vacations to uh, the Caribbean, uh, East Coast, West Coast. I had expensive clothes. I used to pay, you know, I paid hundreds of dollars for pants. I had, I remember one instance, I had an iMac, like a 30 inch iMac screen, an iPad, my iPhone, um, I had all this Apple stuff, which is, you know, it's expensive. And my wife at the time looked at me and said, Wow, like, what, what do, you, do you, you almost look ridiculous with all that stuff. And it was true. And so I've minimized that now to where I just, I just have a laptop. That's all I need is a laptop. I had expensive audio equipment, um, expensive guitars. Uh, and this was all really to convince myself that I had made it quote unquote, made it. Uh, and it was really just covering up the fact that I felt so truly far from having made anything. Um, I hadn't done the work to figure out what it meant to me. And, um, that's really what I'm engaged in now and and want to help others do. Right. And so 10 years ago, um, what were your values? What was your day to day like back then? Um, for instance, now I, I fast until noon every day. Um, a lot of different reasons for that. I understand that's controversial or not. It works for me. It uh, kind of gives me, um, fills me with energy, gives me mental focus. I would get up every day. I remember my fiance at the time, we would, we would, we would do breakfast. We did it up and then ask yourself what, what's different now? And then what caused that to change? Um, I think that I really, was working off a list, like a mental list back then. I wanted to go on these vacations. Um, I can't say that I was really present during a lot of the vacations. And there's a lot of really great experiences that I sort of missed out on because my mind was somewhere else. I just wasn't present, you know? Um, But I was working off this list. And I wasn't experiencing very much. I was doing a lot, but not experiencing very much. Uh, I remember... This just popped in my mind. There's a show, Mad Men, and I remember there was a uh, there was an episode where Jon Hamm, who plays um, the main character, I can't recall his name right now, says, "I feel like I'm scratching at my life, trying to get into it, but I just can't." And that was pretty much how I felt at that time, and it was like depersonalized. It was a good time in life. Um, it was very carefree and there was a lot of hope about the future 10 years ago. Um, now if I compare this to five years before that, right? So we're looking in five minute segments here or five year segments, excuse me. Um, that was uh, that five years before that it was kind of, it was hopeful we were building, uh, but it was tough. This was definitely 2013 was a time of joy and hope. Um, a lot was was going right. Now, which values have shifted? Um, for you. I'm not working off a checklist anymore. Progress is still a vowel or is still a value, excuse me, but it's much more about the experience than just checking up a a, a box, right? So we talked about fifteen years ago, when I mean, we did ten years ago, two thousand thirteen. Um, now Let's talk about that five-year period uh, from 2013 to 2018. Who were you? Well, I was definitely someone interested in climbing the corporate ladder. I was promoted during this period. I earned an MBA. I literally asked for the hardest assignment the company had for me. (laughs) Ended up being heartbreaking. That was another thing. But what was your profession during this five-year period? What changed? Who was your partner? Uh, What was, during the, well, I should say, during that five-year period, I also, I got married and divorced. I mean, that's more change than I'm comfortable with, right? Um, What was the theme of that time in your life? What dramatically changed in those five years? I would say that for me, this is a time of, you know, 2013, extreme high. 2018 uh, kind of began this fugue state that I walked around. I didn't realize how much I was impacted by, um, by a divorce at the time. But that really, really has a huge impact on the decisions you make, the people you let into your life, um, what you do. Um, it's, it's just wild to even think about, and it's actually kind of painful to think about. Um, so the last question was what changed in those five years? Well, how do you feel about the change or the lack thereof? So if not a lot changed during that five years, do you feel like something should have? Now, how do you feel now? How do you feel now about that five year period? I mean, I feel like it was something, it's very clear to me, I had to go through these things um, to really get to a point where I found what I really wanted or what I really desired. Um, Now, if you look at your values during this five-year period, how do they compare to where you're at now? I would say that for me, status, prestige kind of fell away. And instead, um, you know, I just did a lot of values work at uh, the summit. I spent uh, some time at a couple of weeks ago, and and a new value arose. You know, I used to talk about order all the time. Well, it's ease because life can get very complicated, very difficult. And it's not it's not that I want to lay back and not do work or whatnot. It's just that I want to set things up and have order, have organization, so that things are easy. That value really has developed over the last five years. Um, what achievements did you have during that five-year period, the 2013, 2018? Even though it's kind of, emotionally, it seems like such a, a tumultuous journey, up and down, jolting left and right, I had a lot of, I, I guess what you would call achievements, right? I got married. Um, I traveled outside the country for the first time. That was a a thing for me. Um, I uh, got an MBA. I got promoted at my job. I mean, there was a lot of really good things happening during this time. Uh, What did those achievements gain for me? Well, not what I thought. What did they gain for you? Any achievements that you had during these five years? I... Oh, you know, another thing that happened during this five year period, man, this was a, this was a crazy five year period. I had open heart surgery, which, you know, it scared the hell out of me. Uh, but then the recovery from that really, you know, that really was like, okay, we need to take full control of our life because you know, it's, you got a limited time, you got a limited time that you're going to be here. And so let's, let's take control. That was what that was about. Um, Sorry about that background noise there. Um, so, wow, 2013, 2018, that five-year period, so much changed. I went from, you know, about to get married to someone in 2018 who was literally throwing darts at a map to figure out where I would go get an Airbnb and spend my weekend. Um, there was a lot of soul-searching. Um, there was a lot of, you know, there was a there was a vacuum. There wasn't a lot of values. Um. So what was that five-year period like for you? What did those achievements cost you? So I can say that it, a lot of the achievements, it really cost me my marriage. Um, I just did not have the time and energy to be able to um, show up to my marriage in the way I wanted to. Uh, and that's that's hard to say because that's not... That's not, that's not who I want to be, and that's certainly not who I am now. Uh, it also cost me a, a lot of money. I was spending more money than I had, right? And uh, we all know how that can impact our future. Tons of highs and lows during that period. What were your highs and lows? Now, we looked at two five-year segments of your life, and... You can ask yourself, what? What is there any pattern that's emerging here? Um, during 2013, 2018, I recovered from open-heart surgery. Um, I was three years into a promotion, and I was betting my life on the next promotion. And really, I lost. Um, and I was trying to come to terms with that. And my frame of reference was, um, at the time, was incompatible with... Without achieving that promotion, I did not know what to do next. And I began watching my life unravel. And that life period went from all-time highs to all-time lows. So there's a pattern here of extreme highs and extreme lows, I'm saying. What's the pattern in your life when you look at these five-year segments? Now... Um, Look at the last five years, 2018 to 2023. To 2018, um, I got divorced 2017, right? And I had relocated to the other side of Ohio, about 250 miles away from family. Um, I was at a new... I mean, really... Cincinnati is far different culturally than Cleveland area was. Uh, very different down here. Um, I really just had this. It's kind of like I almost don't want to admit this because here's my experience. I read the book uh, Green Lights by Matthew McConaughey, and here I had a huge shift in reading that book because here is Matthew McConaughey reading this book about this almost traumatic stuff that happened to him as he was growing up, but he's telling it in this way that is lighthearted and silly. And it's just like, well, that's the way it is. And and I wouldn't have it any other way. And it really got me thinking, wow, why am I telling myself this story of desperation and, you know, shitty circumstances, if you will. And (laughs) what if I just told the story that, man, it was lighthearted, and and I loved every second of it. And that's the way that I was going to live life. And that that really began. Uh, it, it caused me to repick up these 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 threads of personal development. Um, and during the pandemic, I took that to the next level with the zero to dangerous course through the Flow Research Collective, and that that revolutionized what who who I had. Who I was becoming. And so really, if I kind of had to put a theme uh, on each of these five-year periods, you know, the 2008 to 2013, that was, um, you know, shedding shedding the, the, the false gods, right? The things that I was really learning you know, what I wanted and 2013 to 2018, it was learning about knowing yourself or I didn't know myself enough to know what I wanted and really this last five years was really about learning what it is that I wanted and really embracing that and making sure that that is in every aspect of my life. Uh, and so those are the themes. And so in this last five years, what were your themes? What were your values? Who was your partner? Was it a different partner? What was the theme in that time of your life, in the last five years? What dramatically changed in between those five years? I mean, I, I can't believe I used to live up in Cleveland. I had no idea I'd ever come to Cincinnati. Um, How do you feel about the change or lack thereof? Man, lots of change in the last five years. How do I feel now? Well, I feel like I'm getting close to uh, to the right space. I'm heading the right direction, right? Um, my values are, are clearer than they ever have been. Um, How they change, why they change. I just, again, I've become more deeply connected with myself. And so these questions, this exploration, I hope it opened up something for you because as you consider um, setting goals for this next, this upcoming year, consider where you've been. And It's difficult to look back and see. Okay, what what did I do last year? Look at five year segments because you know we've got. I'm trying to set up a five year segment right now. What is this next segment going to be about? I mean, for instance, you talk about self knowledge. I walked around you know for 20 years saying I'm never having children. Well, now I have two boys, and I can't imagine life without them. I would never want to change that. So before. You set goals for 2024. Take a look at where you've been. Where were you 15 years ago? What was important to you back then? What was your day to day life like? Did you like that? Maybe there's some things you left behind that you shouldn't have. 10 years ago, what was your job? Who was your partner? What was the theme of that time? And then five years ago. And then from that 10 to five year period, what changed? What evolved? What was the theme of that? Was it good? Bad? Was there enough change? And really take some time and look at your life in these areas. And then look forward to 2024. So this was very helpful for me. Uh, this is kind of my own iteration of an idea that I learned at the, uh, the Highest Life Design Summit. Um, but thank you for listening today. This is the Ryan Watts Life Coaching Podcast. This is Ryan. Uh, check out check us out online, ryanwattslifecoaching.com. And I hope to see you here again. Thanks so much.